Hey, hey, and welcome back to Last Night Recap, the show that takes hashtag AppleEDU chat and recaps it in a serious but not way. As always, I'm your host, Martin Coots, and I'm joined, as always, by my friends and colleagues, Mr. Johan Anderson. Hey, Johan. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good, my friend. How are you? Yeah, we're doing good. Uh, getting good reviews from WHO now, Sweden and our take on the crisis so uh, good and it's um, in stockholm it's looking better um slowly i must say but still okay. still better do uh, you guys still have a, a low infection and mortality rate is that still sort of uh, being... sadly if we if we're going to be truthful um we have had quite high mortality rate because we have oh, okay. a spread within older people uh, very sad in the beginning. That yeah. has that has gone down uh, dramatically, which is really good. Um, and it it's, looks like it's slowing down right now in the Stockholm area, which is really, really great. Um, and the people are still out and about. Schools mm-hmm. are still open from K to 9. Okay. And, and above closed, of course, because it doesn't... You don't need to be at home with those older um, students. So uh, it's lo- looking better, I must say. Uh, Good. Uh, and of course, your, uh, your platform's kind of underpinning a lot of that K-9 um, approaches and things of that nature. Yeah, definitely. And also the one above uh, year nine. Of course, okay. they're really using it right now because they're, they're staying at home. And um, yep. we're doing some cool things. And uh, it's looking, it's looking better. I must say, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm positive. You're uh, busy. We know that you're <laughs> you're kind of you're you're fully busy after we record. You're you're going back to work. I know that. But yeah, yes. and actually, I had uh, a good uh, little drink with um, friends from London, which was really nice uh, last no, week. Lovely. Yeah, so um, obviously maintaining social distance. Exactly, it was yeah. online, but we had a little <laughs> drink together, uh, nice. and that was really nice because it was good weather both in London and in Stockholm. Yeah, so so that was great. Uh, and the ice cream is chilled as always. Definitely, I have a great little quiz for toppings uh, later in the program. So nice. uh, get ready. Each- yeah, we shall look forward to that. Someone else who I think is a little bit more prepared this week is, of course, Mr. Jingle himself, Mr. Matt Pullen. Hey, Matt. Mr. Jingles. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Matt Jingles. Mr. Bo Jingles. Bo, Bo yeah. Jingles, yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. A little bit of... A uh, little bit of bad news at the start of the week, but yeah, it's just it's getting through things and just going through as we're as we are, as we all are. But yeah, it's um, how are things going with you and the students at college and uh, uni and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, good. Well, they've been fairly quiet. They've got assignments, deadlines, and stuff, so they're they're very much head down and getting the the last few bits done. Um, we've changed changed assessment obviously to all be online, so they're end yep. of year exam that was you know, going to be a, a SAT paper will will now be an online um, approach, uh, which which changes things for them to some extent. I, I would say for the majority, they're probably happier that it isn't a memory test and it is actually an opportunity for them to show what they know. You know, you know Yeah, they're not just regurgitating. Yeah. yeah, that's how you do it, Matt. 
That's um, it. That's how you do it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're going to have a time limit. Um, yeah. And yes, you know, the, there was discussion around, oh, you know, but if they can just use the internet, they can find anything. Well, yeah, they can. But in the real world, that's what you do. And also, because you've got a time limit, you also need to know what you're looking for. So there is a skill in that in itself anyway. And, and that's surely in this day and age what we would want Absolutely. training teachers to be able to do. Where do I yeah. find the information? How do I distill it? And how do I make sense of it? So it's been um, comprehensive in their in their approach to it as well, because if they're expecting students to do it, yeah, actually, you know, if some of these folk are doing primary, they're, they're maybe want to start building some of this risk yeah. skill, you know, research and information. If they can't actually practice it, then they can't exactly. really preach it. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm excited by that um, because I think that it's, it's going to, it's going to move us away from some of the more traditional higher education models that, that people have hung on to maybe for a little bit too long that yeah. just aren't fit for purpose. I get, I get that in some instances, a memory test at higher education professional level might be very important because you might have to have that instant recall of, of stuff. Um, mm. but I just don't think it's, it's really that relevant for us in teacher training. I think there are, are better things that we could do, but that's just my opinion. That's not anyone else's. That's my opinion. No, but it's a, but, it's a valid opinion to have. And it's one well, that, that yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously it's a valid opinion. It's my yeah. opinion. But. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt, are you thinking about maybe, um, write something about that later, uh, in a, in a paper, like, uh, a, a paper about, uh, education or something. Yeah, I think yes. I think Johan on the on the back of this, I think it, it would be naive of me not to do something to to really look at the changes that we've gone through. Yeah. And the impact it can have long term. I mean, I was having a conversation with a colleague today about the fact that come October we 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 are having to contingency plan now that we might not be able to teach the way that we usually would. Mm-hmm. Um, how would we do lectures when we usually have a hundred odd students in a in one room together? That's not likely to happen, you know, anytime soon. Even when we have smaller groups of thirty students in a classroom, is that viable? Is that something we're going to do going forward? Um, you know, I don't know, but we definitely have to have a contingency plan because the university will start up again. Yeah. We will have a new intake. Yeah. Um, and, so, and what's that going to look like? Um, and we were already having a discussion today about what do we learn from this and change in our course, not just in how we deliver, but what we deliver. Mm. So is there now space in our curriculum to teach about distance learning and what it looks like and how you would do it? And what does social distancing mean in a classroom and <clears throat> all of those things? Because now I think it's more relevant than ever that we at least teach the next generation of what what it might look like right because absolutely uh, it's not going to go away this this whole thing isn't going to go away um and we should definitely prepare teachers so that we can face it better next time but not that anyone hasn't been you know people weren't unprepared because they were they were stupid right they were no. unprepared because nobody thought this was going to happen sure. they now know it's going to happen so we learn from it and, and what do we do next time if and when it happens again but i'm i'm also curious about uh, because the way you're doing it right now is actually i guess what we four think you should have been doing for a long time uh, yeah. when it comes to the final tests so it would be really interesting is what's the ups uh, for doing it the new way and if you can see any any kind of results or or positives from that uh, when it comes to the students uh, i know it's a very 
small number of students because you need to do it over a couple of years to to really get a result but it it, it would be really interesting to to for you to uh, just make an a normal article in a, it doesn't need to be a, like a, a research article just a opinionated article maybe in in uh, that we can see in some kind of form because it would yeah. be really interesting to read uh yeah what your take on it would be and yeah. and other people and also the students maybe interview them and and also your other professors and see yeah, what yeah. what the uptake is you know yeah, yeah and i think there is there is also the opportunity that with our final year students i mean they've had exams in year one and year two and then this will be the first year that they haven't had exams yeah so actually you could you could get some kind of information about their uh, their approach, their feelings, um, and also, I suppose, to some extent, their result of that end of year exam, because the, the approach is the same. The questions we're asking them are, are the same, um, without giving anything away, just in case they listen to this. Um, <laughs> but it'd be quite interesting to see, you know, if there is a is a, a move away from some of the scores that some students used to get. Are there students that possibly underperformed because of an exam and have now benefited because they're yeah. doing it in a different way? So, yeah, there's, there's lots to talk about, yeah. Oh, really? Brilliant. Okay, interesting discussion to start with, but there is actually a fourth member of the team that we haven't even had a chance to say hello to yet. It was almost uh, YouTube went off on a little bit of a tangent, which is always great. But last but certainly not least, Kurt, you've done wonderful to wait this long. How are you? <laughs> good, that's good. It's interesting to hear. Uh, he could have is. gone. He couldn't ask questions. Come on! <laughs> but when you two, when you two get into that kind of stuff, Kurt and I just know to step back and just let you. Eventually, you two are like a ball that just bounces off the wall. It will just eventually lose its momentum and just kind of come to a stop. Come on! And any jingle ice cream isn't. <laughs> there you go. There's a there's a spin-off podcast. <laughs> anyway, Kurt, how are things? Uh, things are getting better again. Uh, it was a, a rough start Good. of the week, um, and, and and the mood was definitely affected by darker days and Groundhog Day is starting to uh, happen more and more. So, um, but then Wednesday came and um, the skies cleared a little bit. So it's it's getting better. Good. And are you um you're you're always uh, sort of uh, sharing different things? You did your uh, recent one where we had to take a photo and use the we had to use our photo and kind of take swatches of color to make a a kind of monotone. You're always kind of sharing things like yeah. that. So have you always got uh, activities to keep yourself? Yeah, going? so that's what I'm what I'm trying to do, uh, and and it gets me through like creativity and and making stuff and um, getting it out and hopefully getting a smile on, on someone's face. Um, those are like my, uh, my highlights and the moments that, that yeah. keep me going, keep me doing this thing. Have you got any new uh, projects that are coming up that you can share a little bit? Yeah. About, um, well, I, actually one is, is uh, tomorrow, um, which is not originally mine. I got a, a question from um, Gerard uh, Grayley, um, who's the, uh, teacher well it i think in um the international school in madrid and um he said mm-hmm. um what if we could do something that's kind of like a like a diary instead of adding materials to um this remote learning and distance learning um let's get something that's documenting the experience um and he he came with like a like a diary kind of idea 
Um, I wanted to yeah. pick it up, make it a little bit more like this time of day, knowing that after each big event, special editions of magazines get released. So I created a, um, a template in pages where you can create your own magazine. So actually we provide the template and everyone makes mm-hmm. their own magazine. So you are the star in your own magazine from the cover to the stories that go in um, to the, the recipes that you learn how to cook or, or not cook. Um, yeah. <laughs> sharing all of that. So it's a short burst. We're going to run it from um, May 1st till um, next week. I think that will be, uh, it's, it's a week, so it'll be 8th, May 8th. And then uh, yep, keep yep. sharing a few things afterwards because one of the questions will be, um, about sharing your favorite song and then we'll build a playlist and, and uh, at the end hopefully you'll be able to publish your own magazine and share your experience so that's, that's the uncovered uh, project and we were joking about it because um, right across the bridge in, in New Jersey uh, if you say it quick enough it sounds like uncovered um, which could be oh, yeah. um, the days after the COVID uh, pandemic yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, that's really good. Hope we're yeah. joking. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll put a link to that because I think by the time this show gets published, uh, we're recording April thirtieth. But I think by the time this show gets published, it will probably be around Star Wars Day. Yeah. So uh, we'll make we'll sure that we have the force with you uh, on that day. We'll have the force with us on the day we launch. <laughs> absolutely, um, but taking the force and using the force Kurt, why don't you give us a rundown of uh, the stuff that happened this week with Apple EU chat this week Tuesday April 28th there were two chats again EMEA chat was student digital learners and that was hosted by Louise Kerr and the Americas chat was flexibility and grace during remote learning and that was Sam Neill and Tanya Leon excellent Um, and I think we were having a discussion about the um the essential question that we were going to talk about this week and we were maybe looking at you know on the back of what you were talking about uh, Kurt with you mm-hmm. and Gerard and um, the sort of the flexibility and student leaders being used as a way to keep your approach flexible I think we were we were going to uh, talk about how you can maintain that sense of flexibility but also kind of take a, a, a step back and realize that if you haven't got something done within a particular time frame, not to panic because you do have that that flexibility to go back. Um, so I thought that would be quite a good approach for our essential question this week. What are you guys... You guys- Perfect. Oh, good. So I'm just going to... I'm going to kick this off because obviously um, it's... You know, we've all got our opinions and things like that, but it's been this week where... Um, you know, I've been I've been sort of doing a lot of the work with my with my children uh, while they've been remote learning, but I've also been trying to do some of my projects and some of my creative work, and it also doesn't uh, it doesn't make things easier that my wife is a key worker um, and um, is expe- is is uh, working two two three days per week. Um, especially there's been a couple of times where we've had to cancel or uh, reschedule this uh, recording of this podcast because she's had some unexpected uh, caseload come in at work. So uh, generally I'm finding that I'm having to be a lot more flexible with my approaches. Some days I won't do any work. I'll just, I'll, I'll make sure that the kids are covered with what they're doing. I'll make sure everything in the house is happening. But I'm also, I think 
the nature of our of our jobs and some of the nature of what we do we have that ability to be that little bit more flexible because we are kind of within teaching we're almost like front frontline support for a lot of teachers we are the ones who are showcasing some of the examples and offering bits of guidance and pathways to support and modeling examples of excellence so i i think i've been i've been finding it a little bit easier to be a bit more flexible and i think you know, Matt, you're the you're the same. You know, working at home, the the few days you do, Kurt, you're obviously based mm-hmm. at home, um, a lot of the time as well. So it hasn't switching to that remote learning kind of side of things hasn't been a massive adjustment for me. But what I have had to adjust to is that I might not necessarily do a standard ninety three or ninety five or ninety six or whatever. Sometimes I'll I'll maybe get up and I'll do some some flexible working towards some of the the work that I'm sharing, um, especially with the Apple EDU chat. I might do some of that early in the morning or later on at night. So it's it's finding that gap. And I think what is working for a lot of teachers, and we've certainly uh, seen it with, with Toby and Elise and the work that they've been getting shared through Microsoft Teams or Seesaw, is there's always a little disclaimer at the bottom is complete these tasks at a time that is convenient to you. And it's making me realise, why do we still have a nine to three school working day? Is it because some people need structure? Because that that's throughout your whole introduction. That is what I was wondering. It's like, would some people benefit from putting yourself on a structure, um, yeah. or is it all flexible? See, I like I like the I like the thought that, um, and I think we might have mentioned this last week. Like. Um, I, I'm the sort of person who doesn't work for nine till four, whatever. Like, like much to my wife's annoyance, a lot of the time, I yeah. find it easier to work in the evenings. I I feel like I'm more alive mentally. Mm-hmm. I can be more creative at that time. So my my days have never really fitted into a nine till five. I I'd get told off by colleagues for answering emails after a certain time, um, and I can I kind of understand that where they're coming from because if if I'm doing it, then the expectation might be that other people mm-hmm. should. But but what's kind of coming out in all this for me is that my normal is actually what is happening at the moment. I, I like the thought of being able to work when I feel the need to work, when I want to get the best out of myself. And rather than fitting into somebody else's schedule, it's quite nice to have my own schedule now, as loose as that might be at the moment. And actually, I feel like I'm being a lot more productive now because I work when it suits me. And that's mm-hmm. not to say that I take take huge breaks and I work one hour a day out of the, the possible eight I should be working. Actually, it's probably the other way around. I, I will work probably more and I'm more interested and more focused. And personally, I feel like I get more done because I work when I'm feeling creative as opposed to feeling I have to be creative. Are you more of a morning <laughs> Or an eating No, no, no. Oh, God, no. No. I, no. no. I'm I, I can either. get up in the morning and do menial tasks, right? So so my current routine is morning is, is with Max so that I can get him sorted yeah. for his day. Um, and then I will kind of sort of pre-lunch time. That's it. I'm in the office and I will work through. I mean, you know, I would be working now until probably eight o'clock. I potter away at things. I might sit in front of the telly and do some creative mm-hmm. yeah. things. So I'm in, in with the family whilst they're doing other things and I can have a conversation with them. But I'll, I might be on my iPad doing something 
at the same so time. So something you did normally? And I, I do find that that works for me. Sorry, was that oh, something that you normally do? Or is that a new habit? Yeah. No, no, no. That, that's probably the way that mm-hmm. I've always worked. Um, and, and also, m- my understanding of, of my students, and, and again, you know, in higher education, it is a bit different. I do, do appreciate is that my students come to us in uni. Some of them then leave and go and do a second job or they've got family. So they go home and spend time with their family and they actually can't work until eight, nine o'clock at night. So when they send me the email at eight, nine o'clock yeah. at night, it's because that's when they need the answer. That's when they and it's need, all yeah. very well saying don't answer after five. But what if they need the answer that day because they've then got to go to school the next day and teach? So it's my understanding that of, of trying to be flexible enough to, to accommodate the fact that people do need to work at different times of the day. And I think in the current climate, that has, that has opened this up. And I think people, again, thinking about my students um, as, as young adults, are starting to see that, that it's okay for them to, to work that way because that's how everyone's kind of having to work at the moment because family, you know, has to come first. And mm-hmm. if they're looking after their own children, that's obviously a priority during the daytime. My students have got assignments, like I said, to hand in. That waits till a little bit later. Whereas before they would have beat themselves up about it, I think now they're starting to realise it's all right to work that way. It's okay to, to not be a nine-to-five Monday to Friday. Do you Friday. feel um, pressure so or, or almost like guilt from someone who is like a morning person who's trying to email you and and can't get a hold because you reply to emails in the afternoon does that create like a reverse like you were saying earlier that by you answering emails in the evening that might set pressure on them but do you feel pressured or or guilt if you don't do it in the morning I, I would say I probably still do the emails in the morning as well though because that's something that I can do when I wake up so I still wake yeah. up early um I, I would say that uh, what seven hour day just gets spread out across a day. So I don't work from nine until five or whatever it might be. I will work from eight until I go to bed. Uh, and in that time, I will take breaks and spend family time and all of those things as I go through. And I'm not saying that that's the norm. Right? I'm not saying that everybody should do it that way. But at the moment, I can yeah. do it that way. And it's working for me. So oh. It, it would be hard for me to go back to the way I was. Before. I'm curious about Johan because he's he's been going on steady. He's actually doing two jobs. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and how that works? Um, are you doing like a nine to five and then uh, a five uh, till till late whenever? <clears throat> yeah, definitely. I, um, as you know, because my former work is uh, being a professional dancer mm-hmm. and. Uh, then I usually work very different hours than than is normal because it's more towards the evening yeah. and then you work when you can. Mm-hmm. And I've literally always been working like that. And I think you guys are too, um, as I know you, because you, you're not really, you're interested in what you're doing. So you're thinking all the time about what you're doing and you can also have breaks anytime yeah. Yeah. from what you really are doing. But I, I really find this interesting because I have a couple of uh, employees in our company that has a bit of a problem with, you know, the normal office hours. They actually function much better right now huh. because, mm. you know, they don't have to stress out of bed, get to the office. Yeah, deal with traffic jams they, or anything like that. Yeah, no yeah. traffic jams, no, you know... Um, I have to be there because we have the first meeting. So they can 
mainly <laughs> mainly they just lie in bed and 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 get on hangout uh, and just answer the questions because they just woke up and yeah. it suits them very well and and actually i find that some people are really doing better yeah uh, during this uh, period which is really you know, interesting it is because uh, i i I mean, I don't know about you guys, but but attending meetings in my underwear is just an absolutely liberating experience. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, wait, wait, he's wait, going wait, for Martin. a job on wait, the national wait, wait. television yeah. as a news reporter. <laughs> it's like this now. Yeah, erased. <laughs> I didn't want that picture, man. I was picturing him as a weatherman, and and I, I won't go there. Oh yeah, my god! That, uh, was that was that uh, yeah, Good Morning America that that weatherman did that? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. He had the, the shirt, he had the shirt and tie, but you could see his, uh, yeah. you could see his his boxers at the bottom. That was brilliant, and I thought that is me. But yeah, I mean, it's it's quite interesting to see, isn't it? Because um, one of the things, just going back to what you were saying, Matt, about um, the the flexible approaches, because some people might working uh might a family to take care of so the only time they can actually tackle their work is in the evening one thing that comes to mind is the four of us right now there are three different time zones that we are talking across right now we're talking across um a plus one uh to to uh british summertime we're, we're plus one and we're minus five yeah. you know we're we're talking you know across time zones and that's quite normal for us. We will talk to colleagues, we will talk to people we work with in different time zones at different times of the day. So if we take a, a, a mutual colleague of ours who works for a certain company, she might only she might get up at seven a.m. hard time, but because she's in you know the the west coast of the United States, that's two o'clock my time. So there's still time in her morning that we can chat or my her midday is my later evening so there is there is an opportunity that you can have this this flexibility to your approach and you know i'm a lot like you matt where i actually tend to come alive at night and i'm not the type of person i don't tackle things in the morning i can't answer i can't really function as well as i can in the morning as i do at night i mean it's at night, Jen, I mean, my wife goes nuts because, you know, it's this is a family thing. My dad used to go nuts at my mum and I because he'd be winding down for evening and my mum and I would be making cheese on toast and cups of tea at like half past 11, quarter to, uh, quarter to 12 at night because we were coming alive. And it, it's just, it's, it's, I think it's something within my DNA that I tend to function better when everybody else is going to their bed. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know if it's just been hardwired into me or if it's just no. something that... vampire. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am, uh, I am milk bottle white, so... <laughs> Martin, I, I need to just uh, give a shout out to your wife and say thank you for her service. Um, <laughs> you know? <laughs> what, putting up with me? <laughs> no, for being one of the frontline you know, oh, yeah. worker. Oh, yeah, so course. tell her yeah. thank you very much, and, and uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. No, she'll she'll appreciate that. She, um, yeah, she's had a couple of difficult, a uh, couple of difficult difficult cases she's had to deal with the past couple of weeks. So it's been yeah, it's called uh, Martin Coots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, just give him, uh, give her, you know, our support. I will. I will. She'll, she'll cool. definitely appreciate that. So, Kirk, what about you? Because obviously, you. You're sort of European by birth, and you've had to be very flexible with your 
you know, changing the way that you work and sort of moving to the US mm-hmm. and that kind of approach. How has that kind of been? Because obviously you'll have family still across in Belgium where, you know, you'll you'll have to speak to them at different yeah. times, the way you work, all that kind of stuff. How flexible are you finding it and has it been a massive change for you? Um, the change is that I've, I've heard my parents every day now. Um, except, uh, like normally it would be like every other day or, or like a couple of times okay. a week. Um, but now we've kind of make it, made it a, a thing to, to catch up in, the, in my afternoon, which is their evening, because then they're done with dinner and dishes are done and all of that. And I know there's this small window before all the shows on television happen where I can, where I can <laughs> get their full attention. You know how these kids, you know well, how these kids oh, yeah. are yeah, 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 these yeah. days. They get yeah. sucked in. That's it. It's the same with my mum's the exact same and she's in the same, same time zone. She phones me, you know, during the adverts. I can only talk to you for three minutes. Great mum. <laughs> you heard a pause? No. What about everybody else? No. no. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. Uh, um, myself for years already um, a morning person. Like my alarm goes okay. off and I, I jump out of bed. I can't do the let's, let's stay in for, for another five minutes or something like that. I am the days there and I, and I go out and go at it. Um, my quieter time is actually afternoon. And then um, once the coffee kicks in, I could go again. But I try to keep good boundaries of um, respecting people's family lives um, in, a, in a way of knowing that if, if you got kids that I mean, they need to get to bed, um, and, and all of that. So I'll, I'll reach out after all that is done, or I won't reach out and, and, and say, oh, let's talk again tomorrow when it suits. Um, yeah. So I mean, I don't know if the same happens with you, Matt. Uh, I started out as a PE teacher too, and I still have that um, athlete routine in me a little bit of a good night's sleep and, and that structure throughout Um you haven't seen me recently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was assuming he, he's a non-practiced. <laughs> <laughs> Mentally, the I only warm-up he does is for uh, for his jingles. He warms up his uh, fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I can feel him do that already. That's that the cracks that you hear in the line. Yeah, he's um, looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a segue? I'm, I'm hinting. I'm hinting. Um, <laughs> no, I, I get inspired by a lot of um, athletes, um, and that doesn't Thank mean you. you have to uh, live your life like a monk. Um, but I, I do feel like if you look at Mamba mentality, and now with the last dance um, on on Jordan. Yeah. Um, oh, oh yeah. I love that. Loving it. I, I, I am someone who pushes, and I'll look for tiny things to improve myself in details where I feel like I can grow. Um, and good night's sleep and and good food are all part of that. So um, I have a little bit more of a structure. Um, okay, I, I'll be flexible I, in the weekend. I would say on that. Now. I would say that. Um, like not to, to put myself down all the time which I am quite good at doing but I have actually been doing PE with Max See? every day 9 o'clock to half 9 mm-hmm. that's our routine um, and it's been what 6 weeks now of, yeah. of doing that routine and if I don't have a good night's sleep like last night I think I probably had about 5 hours sleep I still feel fine now because I think that doing that exercise mm-hmm. every morning just 
it gets the endorphins going and, and you do feel a lot more positive. And again, I've had quite a busy day today from a creative yeah. point of view. Um, and I think in the past, I probably would be flagging by now. But actually, I feel I feel fine, right? I probably I'll collapse in about 20 minutes <laughs> when we finish doing this. But, but right now, right now, yeah. I feel all right. I, I do it because the adrenaline of speaking does. It helps <laughs> my creativity. Like I, I've, I've more or less always lived by the um, expression... Um, um, I don't really know it in English, but in, in Latin was mensana in corpore sana. So uh, if you have a healthy yeah. mind and a healthy body, or something a like healthy that. mind, healthy yeah. body. Yep. So yeah. Catholic, Catholic school upbringing. So I can, I can tell you Latin. Yeah. No, that's. Yeah, I was going to ask about your creativity and if that if uh, that mentality has kind of helped you with it. It, it keeps um, me sharp to see the world around me, and then the weirdest okay. connections happen in my brain. Um, and I always thought yeah, that, that was part of my yeah. uh, my big sugar addiction, but that's been at least a decade behind me since I've had any of that. Um, okay. And um, it's made me more creative, so I've, I know my it's ways based... now. Yeah, I think I think this is the the thing that's sort of coming across is we we all I mean I know we know each other, but we all know ourselves. You know, I think the only person that knows me better than I know myself is my wife because mm-hmm. she's the one that usually tells me when I'm when I'm flagging or if I'm having. She can tell if my physical issues are getting to me and if it's affecting me mentally. She could spot the warning signs yeah. Yeah. because what I tend to do is I I'll retreat into myself a little yeah. bit, mm-hmm. and if I have a a danger of doing that, I find that my so. Over the over the, the the past few days, my right arm has been getting progressively worse, um, and it's just a, it's just one of these things that that was always going to happen with it because it's because of the the way it's kind of locked in place. So I'm beginning to to lose uh, quite a bit of sensation just going down my right arm altogether. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just it's it's just I don't know what it I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I do have nerve damage in it, and because it is. In a, a kind of a, it's stuck at about a hundred and thirty-five degree angle, um, and because it, it it's constantly like that, I find it quite difficult to get yeah, a course. comfortable working position. Mm. So, one of the things that that I find is that if I am sitting on the sofa, I won't nearly be as productive because it's not because of my mindset. My mindset is that I want to do something. I know that I could sit on the sofa and get something done. But because I can't find a, a comfortable sitting position where I don't have this stupid right arm that just won't get into the right position to do stuff, I end up getting frustrated at myself. So I know that if I want to get something done, I, I'm, I'm actually better sitting at my desk. I'm actually better sitting and doing it that way. So it's quite interesting to see how how we can be quite flexible, even with how we approach our work, not just when we approach it, but the, the kind of the the mindset that we need to be in. And it's kind of going back to what you're saying there, Kurt, about the that sort of athlete's mentality. And, you know, but, Matt saying, sorry, Johan, go ahead. Yeah, but do you think it's about, you know, we were talking about, I think, one or two episodes ago about, you know, everyday yeah. movement. And, yeah. and you said that sometimes you have a problem just going out for a walk because you yeah. you you have to go for a walk because... Uh, you're not doing it enough. Uh, and normally in your normal life, you have to get about, you have to get around. Uh, and that's not like a particular walk, but you have to walk to your where you want to go uh, 
in your normal life when yeah. you don't have COVID. So then you yeah. get more exercise anyways. Do you think it has something to do with that? Because it, it sounds like it really uh, a lot, which is sad. Yeah. Um, my, I mean, I think my my mobility. You guys know mm-hmm. why I I have these the these sort of mobility issues, and I'm not going to go into that. But no. the 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 sort of the the progressive nature of the physical ailments that I have, and the fact that you know things aren't aren't getting any better just by being stuck in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, even a, a ten minute walk can. You know, a 10 minute walk is only, you know, maybe going 200, 300 yards for me just with the, the sort of the speed that I go. But if I was in a if I was in a classroom and I was delivering a, a session to, to teachers or I was working with a class full of pupils, it's actually quite interesting because adrenaline kicks in. And when adrenaline kicks in, I get this rush of being able to move so I can I can move a little bit faster when I'm in a training session. Because the excitement and the, the the energy of that session kind of gives me that 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 mindset that I, I know I have to get something done. But then the minute that session stops, my body goes back to, you know, it's kind of like Yoda in Attack of the Clones, <laughs> where, you know, Yoda's about to fight Count Dooku, he comes hum- hobbling in with a with a lightsaber, with a with a walking stick, takes out the lightsaber and suddenly he's like a he's like a lunatic on springs until he actually stops and then he moves away again. That's that's sometimes how I feel when I'm doing sessions or I'm doing so I get this mad burst of energy and then my body goes, yeah, you really shouldn't have done that. Yeah, but it's also like um, I look at as uh, I look at dance. You you have a purpose for that movement. It's not like uh, just the same thing all the time, like running or yeah. walking. You are actually building upon like bending your knees, extending and things like that when you're in the classroom. So you don't think about it and you get a lot more exercise from that. I'm not saying that running isn't good. I'm just saying that it's a different kind where you use a lot of muscles, uh, which is interesting. Uh, well, talking yeah, about cool. a lot of muscles. I heard someone <laughs> flexing uh, earlier Smooth. already. So let's see what that uh, creativity is that he can uh, shoot out of those uh, well-warmed-up fingers now. Matt, are you ready? <laughs> oh, brilliant. I am ready. <laughs> this week, I am ready. <laughs> jingle, 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 jingle. No, that. Bow, jingles. <laughs> Press play. There we go. <laughs> oh, he strained nope. himself in Volume the first up. sprint. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is, is live. Oh. oh, it's been... It's been too... Right, actually, we just we just edit this bit yeah, out, right? Yeah. For some reason, Garage Band just just decided to crash on me. So. Yeah, we'll just we'll, we'll edit this bit out. <laughs> sure, we will, right, Martin? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm making a note of the time, right? Nice, I like the intro. Nah, aggressive. It was was building up, building up. (laughs) That's what I was going for, aggressive. (laughs) Kind of a a Daft Punk kind of feel. Yeah, it was actually. Cool. There we go. Okay, guys. um, Yeah, welcome to uh, Challenge Matt, the section of the show where 
for some reason they give me um, airtime that I can do what I like. Um, and it always ends up <laughs> good. Um, so, Shall we tune out for a second? <laughs> Let him go. I know, comedy gold. <laughs> wow. Oh. Um, anyway, so the, the challenge this week was uh, inspired by my son's school uh, where they're doing a taskmaster activity. And the task was to turn your sofa into something that isn't a sofa. Um, so Martin, yeah. tell us a little bit about what you did. We, we, we'll put these out on, um, on Twitter so you can see what the team have created. Um, and what was great this week is people have gone with like a range of approaches and digital styles. So Martin, tell us a little bit about your sofa. Yeah. That is well, sofa. yeah. So, um, I've got one of these corner sofas with a foot, uh, with a footrest in the middle. And my initial one was, I, I saw it as a kind of fluid animal shape so i was going to go with a um i was going to go with a kind of slug or caterpillar style but then i realized the the four of us are all muppets so we should really put <laughs> in and that's what i did so i turned mine into the sofa monster uh with s is for s is for sofa that's good enough for me so yeah i turned nice. it into a muppet cool very nice very nice um, um i Kurt, i turned the sofa yours? around and around and at first it was a castle um and and i was dressed up as a knight with my pots and pans and i thought hmm, uh, i might not want to share that uh, <laughs> and um, then i then i had a look at it from above and um i kind of looked at it thinking about um the jingle so i, I wanted to tie that in and I thought of a uh, late night jingle session with Matt and turned the sofa into a piano and then the slapped on the flags it's, of the uh, countries you guys represent to make sure that it traveled around the world. It's, uh, it's, it is good. Yeah. Yep. Um, I could make one <laughs> heck of a jingle out of that. Well, I was kind of thinking of that, uh, <laughs> that big movie, uh, with Tom Hanks, <laughs> um, the piano bit. Oh um, yeah. Because in my office is a Muppet that we made at F.E.O. Schwartz. It was actually um, one of the last Muppets before F.E.O. Schwartz uh, disappeared in New York. So it's a little reference uh, to all of that. Oh, oh nice. cool. Very good. So mine and Max's one, um, obviously, because it was, was also kind of like a home learning activity for him. Um, I, I put it on Twitter earlier in the week. Uh, he... He loves doing Eclipse magic. We've talked about his magic um, little videos before. He wanted to create a portal. So he turns his sofa into a portal that he can jump into and then disappear to somewhere else in the world. So um, it's video-based. So we'll put it on the, the Twitter feed again later. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's a silly little it's silly little uh, Eclipse no, magic that's nice. clip. That's nice. I like it. Cool. So there we go. So uh, thank you, guys. We won't embarrass Johan by pointing out that third week in a row he hasn't actually done. No, but I, I feel very. Uh, sad we we so I feel that. I feel very restricted with having IKEA in my country, so that's why. That's Every, point, everything's yeah. been yeah. done in Sweden. You know, it's like it would, it would have. Yeah, <laughs> yours would be sponsored by IKEA. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Okay. So coming on to next week's challenge. Um, this is this is one where um, I actually saw something from Mark Folder, fellow ADE. Um, he, he did something earlier in the week, which, which I thought was lovely. It was about oh, yeah. turning raindrops um, into characters. Um, if, if you haven't seen it, jump on Twitter and, and follow Mark. Um, and this is an activity I've, I've done with my students before, and I'm, I'm 
many of you have done similar kinds of activities. So I just thought, let's let's take a photo outside our window and draw something to bring like the the view that you have to life. So it could be that you put some arms and legs on a building so it looks like it's running down the road or um, you could put something sitting in a tree that, that doesn't belong in the tree. But just be creative, just take a photo, use the market tools and draw something on that photo to change what your view is as we're probably all staring out of the, the same windows day in and day out. Let's make a difference. So great one for you guys to join in and an easy one for the listeners. And there's a great guy who does something like that well. um, called Paper Boyo on uh, yeah. Instagram. Yeah, Boyle. it's always yeah. amazing the things that he does. I think he draws it on transparent, actually, or it looks like that, and it cuts them out. Yeah, he does it. He does it on like yeah. a yeah. Um, so it's almost like a bit of a bit yeah, of sharpies it on, and, and then it. Yeah, they are superb. But awesome. I love his, uh, we'll put a, a link mm-hmm. to his Instagram page. Um, he's he's yeah. he, what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, just, yeah, what he's doing just now because yeah. he can't get outside. Is he's doing a lot of it in mm-hmm. in the in the home just now? He's doing it with uh, some things that are that are round about his house, which is which is lovely to see. Um, okay, great, thank you, Matt, uh, for that. Uh, Johan, before I come to you with your toppings, there is a, a new segment that happened last week. Um, actually, two segments from Kurt. We had Kurt's trivia, where we had to guess the sound and we had to find. Remind us, Kurt was a stone inch that's not made out of stone. That was it. Okay, so um, I was listening to the sound. I don't know if you guys were, and I was trying to figure yeah, it I out. Tried. <laughs> I think it's a camera shutter. Should I should uh, I wait for everyone first? Not, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you giving us? Yeah, uh, I feel like more that's why I'm going to let you. I'm if we're wrong, let the three yeah, if you're wrong, if yeah. not, then I'll uh, I'll I'll give you more. I thought it was like a door latch. Yeah, it could be. Uh, No, it's none of the three. So I'll I'll extend the sound file um, and I'll send it over for you to Mm. guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And then uh, the Stonehenge, it wasn't made out of stone. This one, this one completely stumped me. Yeah. Now I saw I I was watching something the other day and they referred to Stonehenge and I thought maybe this is it is, is no, it under no. the sea is it it's actually I'll, I'll give you a clue it's in oh, the US so it wasn't that one oh wait is this the is this the yes is this exactly <laughs> ah, right. ah okay it's the nice. it's Stonehenge it's made out uh, made out of old uh, junkers yep. isn't it if you I'll put it in the yeah in the there we go. show notes. Um, it's actually a car engine. You'll see it. It's all cars painted in, I think it's the f- in four colors and all of that. Um, and one of them is uh, is a Stonehenge. It's old timers stacked up together. Is it in somewhere in like Nebraska? Um, I think. Is 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 it Nebraska? Yeah, yes. that was it. I couldn't, I couldn't yes. remember. Alliance, so, Nebraska, yeah. in the High Plains region of the ah. United States. That's- there you go. That was so. Have you got? Uh, have you got another? Because I, I love. I got another one. Teaser I got another, got another one. Another one yes. for us. Yeah, okay. A little easier. A little easier. Um, I am in the fort that Goldfinger failed to rob. Ah, okay. Yeah. So that would be a pretty, ah, yeah, pretty one. easy one. 
Yep. Okay. <laughs> I like that level, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Perfect. So, Kurt's trivia. We'll have the additional sound for you guys to listen to. Uh, that will be linked to in the show notes. And the trivia question this week is: I am in the fort that Goldfinger failed yeah. to rob. Okay. Right. Nice. Okay. Good show, guys. We're getting there. Um, I think before we, we come to, because obviously we get Johan's toppings and then he does his awesome wrap-up, but I think before we come to Johan for all that kind of stuff, Kurt, why don't we uh, let everybody okay, know great. what's coming up uh, on this week's Apple On Cinco de Mayo, uh, May the 5th, there's a teacher appreciation happening at the EMEA chat, and that's hosted by Karen Irwin, and the Americas chat, also teacher appreciation day, uh, celebrating teachers. And that's hosted by Brian Phillips and Larry Reef. And then I think, is it happening? Yes, Monday um, on May the 4th. And that's Fostering Creativity Through Remote Learning, hosted by Cece Gomez-Galvez and Sandra Chow in the Asia-Pacific region. Excellent. And I know the questions for the EMEA and the Americas are all on the Apple Teacher Learning Center. So you can uh, go there and preview the questions for both those chats. Right, Johan, my man, why don't we find out some uh, your toppings trivia and wrap up this week's show? Yeah, definitely. Um, so tonight I um, we're pairing uh, the best toppings to the best flavor of ice cream. So what I want you to do is I'm going to say one ice cream okay. flavor and you you each have to tell me which is the best topping and then in in the show notes i will um, give you my suggestions and of course they are the <laughs> right ones um, <laughs> and i will tell you after uh, which ones you should have picked uh, just but let's do like uh, maybe okay. three and you you all have to pick so we start with right. the easy ones, okay? So a chocolate. So chocolate, ice cream flavor. Chocolate. Chocolate. What? Chocolate sauce. Chocolate. Okay. So chocolate sauce. Chocolate, are you giving us a, a choice or we can just say yeah. whatever comes into our mind? No, you say whatever you, 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 your uh, mind is cream. thinking about. And, oh, I like uh, how you're thinking. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> Um, and Martin, Martin. Well, just to go go in the back of the whipped cream is some crushed nuts. I don't like the way that oh, okay. sounds. So the correct answer doesn't feel good either. <laughs> Not if you're a man. Anyways, uh, chocolate should be toffee schnibbles. Something salty, or, probably. Uh, gray salt. Yeah, gray salt caramel sauce, of course. So. The next one is uh, an easy one as well. Vanilla. Strawberry sauce. Jimmy's. Chocolate. Rainbow Jimmy's. Ah, okay. It should be the same for those, you know. But it should be dark chocolate sea salt sauce. And we'll uh, make, uh, we'll take a harder one. Uh, whiskey. Peanuts. Ah, interesting. Honey, honey. Okay. Oh, there were. I like them all. Okay. I have cacao. <laughs> no, that's nibs, not bad either. Actually. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. 
So, um, and let's finish off with a raspberry chocolate chip. Ooh, raspberry chocolate chip. Sprinkles. Oh, it's not too sweet, is no, it? No, I think it would. Crushed macadamia nuts. Crushed macadamia nuts. Special nice. for the color. And Kurt? I was going to see. Oh, that would be a lovely color, though. Okay, so the correct one is, uh, again, dark <laughs> sea salt sauce. And you know why? Because when you have the sweetness, you have to have the salty uh, and strong chocolate but surely, together with surely it. the whole point uh, of, a, of, of you know, something like that is to have a sugar overload. Yeah, yours was yeah, a sugar overload, definitely. That was... But you're yeah, addicted, yeah, mate. Actually, yeah, I am. So I'll I'll put my uh, different kinds uh, in uh, the show notes, uh, and you know you can send in what you like. So um, yeah, I like yeah, that's yeah, it. Good one. So uh, we should uh, just have a Go for wrap it. up, I I guess. And um, you can find us and contact us on Twitter normally, and our handles are Inkoots eighty one C O U T T S. <laughs> <Oi. laughs> Matt, uh, I am Matt six four five. And Kurt, that's M W S T R K U R T. Brilliant, and I'm at Anderson underscore edu. And I just want to say thank you for downloading this podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us. Listeners' comments and ratings keep us high in the ranking, so that new listeners can find us. Be sure to find us at Last Recap on Twitter for more news and podcasts. Over to you. Thank you very much, Johan. And thank you to all three of you for this week's show. Thank you for listening in and for taking part in some of the challenges and fun activities we are trying to do in this time of uncertainty. If you're listening to this and you are a teacher, thank you for all of the work and effort you're putting in to ensuring that our youngsters have some sort of normality and uh, consistency within their learning. If you are also listening to this and maybe someone at home is a key worker, make sure you you say thank you uh, for the work that they're doing. It is massively appreciated. Guys, that's us. We are going to um, just call it a day there. I will say goodbye to you, Mr. Kurt. Goodbye. I will say goodbye to you, Mr. Anderson. And I will say goodbye to you, Mr. Pullen. And it's a goodbye from me. (laughs) Have a great week, guys. (laughs) Take care. (laughs)